Welcome to Becoming Soul, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew and this is for season 6, episode 8, Point and Shoot. It is the mid-season premiere, the return of Better Call Soul. We've got episodes 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 and 13. So 6 to go, but now we've got 5. As I mentioned in the last couple of Westworld episodes... Uh, David is not here at the moment, he is on holiday currently, he should be back the week after next, I think, so he'll be joining us for the third return episode, um, so just under the halfway point of the return episode for the show, uh, so it will be me, again, that you'll have for today, so hopefully that's all good, um, still gonna do the same podcast in the same way, uh, not got any feedback yet, because the episode only came out today but I'm also going to do what I'm doing with Westworld which is saving the feedback until David gets back so that we can tackle it together so still feel free still feel free to write in and everything but uh season 6 episode 8 point and shoot okay so I think this episode is brilliant but I have one sticking point type problem with it just one just one and it doesn't ruin the episode for me because I still think this episode is incredible. So my 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 only kind of problem with the episode is okay. So you've got the situation set up to where Lalo basically um, sets it up so that Mike and half of Gus's guys get diverted. To Jimmy's house. So that Lalo can go and get Gus. Right? Now in their world. Of course Gus doesn't know that he's going to survive. Mike doesn't know that he's going to survive. But we do. Because of Breaking Bad. But. As an audience. Member. Watching this episode. I was looking at the Lalo Gus situation and I thought the only stakes that are here is that Lalo can die. And obviously Gus is men because they're all kind of red shirts basically. But Gus can't die in the scene. He can't even get sort of like too terribly injured. I know he ends up getting shot but he'll probably be completely fine. But he's not got like a Hector type situation, right? Where, oh, like he get, he's, gets injured at some point. Is this that event type of thing? Like we know that Gus, we, we know that Gus in Breaking Bad is in the same condition he is in now. As opposed to, uh, as opposed to earlier in Better Call Saul. Where we knew that Hector was going to be in a wheelchair. So how does that happen? So he didn't even have that going on. I think the episode, because I understand there's a particular, there's a goal for the show and there's a goal for Lalo, right? Lalo isn't bothered about Kim and Jimmy. Uh, sorry, Kimmy and, and Jim. No, no, Kim and Jimmy, yeah. Uh, Kim and uh, Jimmy. <laughs> he isn't bothered about them, right? But if the set piece had involved more danger towards Kim, I would have felt the stakes to be even higher. Because don't get me wrong, opening of the show after the post-credits, uh, after the um, post-credits, after the cold open, I was feeling, you know, some tension. 
It didn't seem like Lalo wanted to kill Kim, but you knew it was a possibility. In the back in the back of all of our minds, he's got a gun, she's in the room, she can die, so can he, Jimmy can't. Right? We know that the possibility is still there. When he is hunting down Gus, you know that Gus can't die or be too physically injured, but Lalo can. And even if Mike makes his way back in time, let's say, because that was a possibility, Mike can't die either. So I, I, I just... Now, I don't want Kim to be in danger, really. I don't want her to die. <coughs> we knew that Lalo was quite likely to die at a certain point. Obviously, he does in this episode. But I just, I just felt that the situation could have involved Kim more directly. However, I do under I do understand with the Lalo Gus scenes, it was more personal, right? Towards Gus and the whole filming him and all this sort of stuff and um uh Lalo saying to him like, you know, if you got anything else and he's kinda like, you know, oh I wanna tell that pig or whatever like how I feel about him and all this sort of stuff. So that he can trip the wire and do all this do all this stuff, right? I just didn't feel the stakes there. Um, and I know that that scene wasn't specifically about stakes. It was about the personal <coughs> vendetta between the two of them. But we knew it was going to happen. Basically. I mean, what else could have happened? Let's say Mike storms that room. Right? The super lab. We know that he's not going to die. We know that Tyrell doesn't die. We know that... Um, what's his name? Doesn't die. It it was only Lalo that could. And that was just like... Eh... You've got Kim as well, who is involved in the situation, but that was more the start of the episode. So, again, it wasn't like, it, it, it was a problem, but it didn't like break the episode or anything like that. I just felt that that could have been done slightly differently. I suppose the way I'm, the way I'm supposed to look at this episode, I think, and I accept this particular thing, is, okay, the stakes are in the first half where Lalo is in a room with Kim and he's got a gun. There's stakes there. And then the second half of the episode is more the personal thing between Gus and Lalo. I understand that. I just wasn't I wasn't really feeling any tension in the Gus Lalo scene because I if Lalo dies then Lalo dies. Obviously he does, but Gus isn't going to. So, anyway, aside from that this episode was pretty incredible. Um it went like that for me. Um in fact, I sort of guessed roughly how long I had of the episode and the episode ended and I thought I had like another 10 minutes left but no it ended really really well I had like laser focus on this episode um I was really really engaged the whole way through um and knowing now over these next six weeks that we go from six five four it's, it's almost like a it's almost like a better cold soul countdown ending right like six episodes five episodes four episodes three it's going to be quite um exciting to see um so that's that's really really good as well however before we do that uh, of course there is men in this show called better cold soul and of course if you are a man and you are looking for uh, a better way to get yourself uh um some more some better grooming products if you want to improve um your uh, grooming and everything like that with different grooming products uh, men's grooming products of course uh you can use manscaped which we are currently sponsored by 
Uh, so they, of course, are a men's grooming service that sell lots of those different types of products. Um, and good news, you don't even have to type in Manscaped. You don't have to pay full price for your order, and you don't have to pay for for the summer. It's pretty, it's pretty hot at the moment. So if you've got like you know, if you've got a bit of hair going on or whatever, and you're looking for something to kind of help you out with that, but in a in a good quality way, because uh, it is very very hot at least here in the UK. So if you want a brand, if you want a brand new razor to give yourself that nice shave, or if you want uh, some new deodorant products or what what whatever the case may be manscaped has got you covered with lots and lots of different options it doesn't have to be one thing it can be a bunch of things which is good because they've got their different uh, they've got different sort of kits and stuff uh, with lots of different items and you can have a look at those on manscaped website of course if you pick one or more items and you get to a checkout and you think oh that's going to cost quite a lot of money if you type in the promo code etalkuk that's e-t-a-l-k uk <coughs> you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with your order with Manscaped. Um, you can either do uppercase, lowercase for the eTalk UK. Just type it in however way you sort of want to. And hit that apply button. And you'll see that nice little discount pop up. And the free shipping as well. So that's Manscaped. 20% off eTalk UK. E-T-A-L-K UK. For men's grooming products. So if you're a man yourself. Or if you just want to get Manscaped's products. Or treat somebody. Whatever the occasion may be. Maybe it's somebody's birthday soon. Who knows. Maybe it's an anniversary. Or... It could, be, it could be any occasion, it could be any occasion, couldn't it? Um, but Manscaped has got you covered with that. So Manscaped website, eTalk UK, 20% off, free shipping. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, as I said, I'm still continuing Westworld, uh, unfortunately without David at the moment, he is on holiday as I've mentioned a dozen times, Uh, but one of the shows we cover of course is Westworld, Uh, the newest podcast is out for this week's episode, that is season 4 episode 3, we're almost halfway through the season, which is uh, quite interesting, so uh, that's for Westworld at the moment. Uh, Over on Gaming Talk this week, we talked about God of War, Ragnarok has now got a lease... 
release date a re- release date so that you can know when to buy the game um <clears throat> we discussed that being on ps4 and ps5 uh we also talked about rockstar they've put out some updates regarding gta and red dead redemption type games uh for spoken's been delayed we talked about that and we talked about unreal engine 5 the demo for the matrix game has been delisted um so make of that what you will uh, Thor has a new film. It's called Thor: Love and, Th- Love and Thunder. Uh, I went to go and see it. I really, 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 really enjoyed it, and uh, gave it a lot of praise. You can hear my particular praise on the episode. I gave it a must-see rating and a ten out of ten, and all that good stuff. If you've not seen Thor yourself, so the new Thor: Love and Thunder film, uh, you can still listen to the first half of that episode, which is spoiler free. So check out all of that. Uh, Over on Discovering Star Trek, I covered the fourth season of Star Trek Discovery. That's on the Discovering Star Trek podcast. That is a full spoiler-only episode because it's um, a dedicated Star Trek podcast. So that's for Star Trek Discovery Season 4. That's over on Paramount+. Plus. Man vs. B came out. Uh, Rowan Atkinson returning to his good old comedy thing that he does, uh, which is cool. I gave that a must-see rating. Really, really, really enjoyed the, I guess you can call it, first season of Man vs. B. Spoiler free first half for that as well, which was uh, great to go and do. A lot more depth in that uh, TV show than you might be expecting. But really, really good. Really enjoyed that. Uh, the Boys is finished for, it third se- for its third season, been renewed for a fourth. Season 3, episode 8 is the newest one, and thus our podcast is also available for that episode. Uh, so there's all that. CW Superheroes, we've now wrapped up for Superman and Lois. Uh, the podcast itself, we will not be returning for Season 3. I can't remember if the show's actually been renewed for Season 3, but we're not returning for the uh, third season. Stranger Things came out with some episodes. Uh, the two episodes for the Volume 2 of Season 4, I did a full review of that. Gave that a must-see rating as well. And if you've not seen those Stranger Things, the two newest episodes, uh, the first half of that is also spoiler-free. That's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms all right um we do have a good old cold open cold open to uh, talk about first uh so this is for 608 point and shoot cold open uh two shoes i had to actually i wrote the cold open here specifically but it's nice and kind of simple uh cold open there's two shoes that appear and there's a car spotted near the ocean with the namaste number plate um yeah, again, you're kind of wondering whose shoes are these, all that kind of stuff. I actually can't... Who's, um... Oh, it was Howard. It is Howard's car, isn't it? Yeah, because they said about making it look like it was a, um... Suicide or whatever. Um, so... Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, and... Because uh, later on in the episode, um... Mike mentioned, like, oh, they'll never find the body. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not finding where that body is. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that, or I'll talk about that, I suppose, at the end. Uh, but very good cold open. It, it does what a good Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul cold, cold open does, which is give you something that you know is related to the show, completely out of context, and as good sense of mystery. Um, <coughs> so it's very good at doing that. We know who it's related to. We just don't know why. And we know that there's there's a hint as to what's gone on. But again, we don't know why. Um, or who's put the car there. Why the shoes are kind of hanging around. Or what's uh, gone on particularly. But we do find out, of course, later. Uh, after killing Howard, his body is still in the uh, on the uh, floor in this room. Lalo instructs Jimmy to drive to Gus's house. We don't know whose house it is at the time. 
Um, well, he doesn't say Gus's house, but I guess we can guess that at this point. But he doesn't say that, does he? He says just someone's house. Uh, and shoot him. Since Gus would recognise uh, Lalo, Jimmy convinces him to send Kim instead and is held captive in the apartment until the deed is done. And then afterwards, we're going to talk about Kim arriving at the home. Uh, yes, this was, this was the intense stuff that Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, is so good at. Um, I mean... One of the very rewarding things about both shows is even when... Because Breaking Bad doesn't really ever do this. But e- even in the slower parts. More so with Better Call Saul. Because I don't think that there are any slower parts of Breaking Bad. I really don't. I, d- I don't think that there's any sort of like... Oh, waiting for the next thing to happen. It, it felt to me... Because I've often said with Breaking Bad... It's the most consistently well-made show I've ever seen. Uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist does get very, very close to it, though, which I've talked about before. Um, but there there are some slower stuff, so slower things in Better Call Saul. Um, the show's also lasted potentially slightly too long, but, you know, it, it's, it's still a fantastic show. Um, it's just, I suppose, what I'm doing is... What I'm doing is comparing the pacing and the, and the reward from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is still better at doing it, but... Again, no no other show is better at Breaking Bad than doing it, but Better Call Saul is still really, really good at doing it, and even <coughs> even though there are some slower parts to the, what, seven episodes that we, we just had, we know that these six episodes are going to kind of... It, it's going to be more of the reward, I think, and... Um, seeing all this kind of build-up, and this is obviously kind of a payoff and continuation from uh like the plan and everything right because this, this is where how it's ended up and you inject lalo into the situation and you just put the stakes up even more so because the the interesting thing about the the specific stakes in this scene is even though i didn't specifically think lalo was going to shoot kim because he's trying to instruct them both to do something because he's literally he's basically saying i'm gonna get i want one of you to go to this house and do something and the other one of you to wait here so even though you know that his... Because if he wanted to shoot them... If he wanted them both dead... Then they're both, they're, they would have both been dead anyway, right? But it's, ju- it's just the fundamental idea... Of we really care about Kim a lot... As the audience... And Lalo is a man who will kill without hesitation... Without question... And without moral, oftentimes... And he'll sometimes do it with a smile... It, it, almost a bit Joker-esque, isn't he? So... Um, and he is capable of doing that. And to him, these two people are kind of nobody. Jim, he looks at, I think, as like useful in a particular way because of the lawyer stuff. But I, I don't, I don't know what he quite thinks maybe of Kim. But regardless of that, it's sort of the viz. He's got a silenced pistol. He's just demonstrated that he will do what's necessary. Even though he's done that before, but he's done it in this situation with. Uh, Kim and Jimmy because he shot <coughs> he shot Howard without any hesitation and the fact that we care about Kim a lot and she is in a room with Lalo who's got a gun is a is individually regardless of the context or stakes is individually a scary thing so that had me kind of on my toes not literally I was laying down watching the episode but <laughs> but um yeah, and even though I didn't specifically think he was going to shoot Kim, the possibility in the back of my mind of it happening 
was still something that pushed those stakes up. And I think when she gets, not sidelined, but when she gets pushed to the side so that you can do the Lalo-Gus confrontation later, that took itself down a few pegs because we know that Gus can't die. We know that Jimmy can't die and he's in this room, but Kim also is. So there's my my thoughts on that. Um, and yeah, Jimmy convinces Kim to, to go instead. They have a bit of an argument and stuff and they, they, they work it out eventually. Um... What I like about the scene as well, just from like a Rhea Seahorn perspective, Jimmy's sitting there arguing with this guy, right? They both clearly see Lalo as a dangerous person. As as Jimmy's saying like, no, send her because of this and that, and he's arguing with him, and Kim is really giving him this impatient kind of like, stop, stop, you have to stop, you have to stop now, because they're both clearly terrified for their lives. But that sort of... Because of the confrontation they had last season and because of what's just happened, that sort of panic from Kim really, really added to things. So, brilliant scene overall. Uh, Kim arrives at Gus's house, uh, only to be apprehended by Mike, to who she explains <coughs> excuse me, the uh, situation with Lalo. Mike orders his men to Kim's apartment, leaving the laundry nearly unguarded, allowing Lalo to sneak in. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it was me being stupid, but um, for whatever particular reason, I, I didn't put two and two together and think that this was Gus's house. I, I don't know why I didn't think that. But as soon as, like, the door was opened and Mike and Devine and Gus was there, I was like, oh yeah, of course. So for me in the moment, again, it sounds like a kind of a stupid thing, right? Because obviously it's it's Gus's house. But... So there's two things going on in this scene for me anyway. First of all, like, who is going to open this door? Because just because, well, we know now that Gus is the one that lives there, you don't know specifically who's going to open the door, right? And in Kim's mind, because to, to Lalo, it's not a case of, like, who's actually there and all this kind of stuff, right? It's just sending Kim there to get the distraction and cause, because Lalo knows that about what's going to happen. And then you see this just like dark figure. And the reason I say dark figure is because someone's coming out from the shadows. I think it was actually Mike, wasn't it? Uh, walks up behind her and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, it, it, that that was the interesting kind of stuff that was going on there. Is like, And once this door opens, because Kim did, she does actually like, she goes to reach and her, whether it's her gun is stored in the jacket pocket or something. She does go to you know, reach out for the gun, and she, like, goes to put her arm up, so she, she's, like, committed to this, but I suppose in the back of her mind at that moment, she's thinking, like, what else can I do, you know, so, um, pr- pretty, uh, pretty incredible stuff, pretty incredible stuff, but, yeah, as soon as, like, she gets taken in, and she gets sat down, and, like, Mike's trying to talk to her, um, Mike handles everything in this episode really, really well, by the way, but, of course, he's very, very good at doing what he's doing, it all kind of clicks into place of like, oh, okay, you sent him, you, sorry, you sent her here, or initially wanted to send Jimmy, but, um, yeah, yeah, really, really uh, quite interesting interesting stuff. What I also found really interesting about this as well is back in, I can't remember which episode specifically, but um, Mike says to Kim at uh, their, their meeting at the cafe or wherever it was a few episodes ago, says you're made of sterner stuff and it's really interesting 
that because obviously the the decision to decide who's going to go to this house has nothing to do with Mike. But we do because I can't really like if you think about that for a minute, right? You're you're made of sterner stuff. And I remember me and David, who was obviously with me at the time on the episode, both agreed with Mike. And I was like, yeah, we, we think that she is. Because, I mean, to to me, for, from both of their characters, from um, Kim and... Uh, Jimmy and Kim, right? Jimmy is the guy who will talk his way out of situations. Kim does seem like somebody who can talk her way out of situations still... But is more up for doing the more daring stuff. Hence how kind of how she ends up here. Because I also wonder as well if Jimmy's thinking he won't be able to handle this. Because I can't really imagine a scene. Because I don't think we have one in the entirety of Breaking Bad either. Where Jimmy would have been the one at that door. And would have. Can you imagine Jimmy pulling out a gun and pointing it at a door like that? In that scenario. Because I can't, and I don't remember him ever doing that in Breaking Bad, either. Um, so, yeah, I, f- I find that really quite interesting. And the fact that Mike is the one that specifically tries to, like, calm her down and talk about the situation afterwards, I, I find really, really interesting, because from his comments about, like, the made of Sterner stuff thing. So, that was really good. Uh, when Kim tells Gus, because she's on the phone or whatever with him, uh, that Jimmy convinced Lalo to send her to Gus's house, Gus realises it is a distraction and goes to the laundry. However, Lalo ambushes him, um, killing his bodyguards quite easily, <laughs> and forcing him to show him the uh, lab's construction site as he videotapes the encounter. Gus, however... Um, Triggers a power outage and kills Lalo with the gun he stashed there earlier. <sighs> Again, it, it, this is... It, it's weird to say that this is the weakest point of the episode. Because it was the most predictable. And it was the one with the least amount of stakes. Because, literally... You look at this... What What else was I... What else as a viewer were we, suspe- what were, were we supposed to think was going to happen? In this scene. And I'm not complaining about it. It's just an observation point that like. Okay like Kim stuff and Jimmy and all that. Was like really great and really intense. And what she's going to do at the door. And like you know what's Lala going to do with these two people. <coughs> that was all quite intense. And had some stakes. And wasn't as predictable. But this doesn't. This is predictable. And it doesn't have any stakes in it. But it's still got John Carlos Bazito And Tony Dalton in a scene. So it's still incredible. Um, because you know he can't shoot Gus in the head, right? Because he even makes a little comment, doesn't he, about like, oh, you know, he's got the body armor, but like, hey, there isn't one, one, one in his head or whatever. Um, I found the taping stuff to be kind of cool. Um, I don't know how I feel about the actual mechanic of, okay, because we knew he put the gun down there, right, me, me and David discussed it in the episode about, like, okay, he's, bit, he's hidden a gun here and he's possibly going to use it to shoot Lalo, which is exactly what happened, which is why it's admittedly a bit predictable, which is okay, it's just not as great as other stuff in this episode, Um, and the, and the, the reason it has to be as predictable is because it's a prequel and because we know Gus survives, whereas if the, if this was a Breaking Bad scene... We have, we would have no idea if, if Gus survives or not. Because it's Breaking Bad. And it's not a prequel to something. 
Um, that is a bit where you can come into some problems with prequels, I suppose. But anyway, it was still a great scene. It just has a few little, like, unfortunate issues tied to it. I think, anyway. Um, but my my problem with one of the mechanics in the scene here is... Because he says, like, oh, are you done? Like, it's because Gus makes this big speech. Like, oh, are you done? And all this sort of stuff, right? And then... He's like, no, I'm not done yet. And he kicks the... I think he kicked the plug out of the plug socket. Or, or he did something like that, right? Because there's like a button thing down there or whatever it was. And he kicks that away. He runs over to the, the tractor. Picks up the gun. Manages to actually successfully aim it at Lolo. At his neck? I think he shot him in the neck. He empties the entire gun out. Even presses it like multiple... Tri- pleasures the trigger multiple times afterwards. I don't really buy that that would work, necessarily. Um, I just cause he can't see him. Also, also like, because <clears throat> Gus has got to get lucky on two points here, right? Okay, he knows where this gun is. He's still got to, you know, pick it up. Not drop it, aim it, and shoot it all before. I must have Tony all before Lalo finds him and shoots him. It it's just it, that's a lot for Gus to do in the dark where he can't see because he can't see his gun, right? He knows where it is, but he can't see. He he knows where Lalo is and he knows where his gun is, right? Before the light is switched off, he kicks the light off. Runs over to the tractor. Could have tripped up on the tractor. Could have tripped up on a, a rough surface. And the, 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 do you get what I mean? There's, there's, there's a lot of like. It's. I feel like I'm just like shitting all over this scene. It's a phenomenal scene from an acting standpoint, from a dialogue standpoint, from a delivery standpoint, and a story standpoint. It's absolutely phenomenal, right? In terms of. Like, oh, I'm going to kill the pig and all that, you know, all this sort of stuff. And Tony thinks, um, keep saying Tony. Uh, Lalo thinks he's, like, got him dead to rights, which he kind of has. Um, and, like, again, all the, all the mannerisms and acting of John Carlos Pizzito, all the sort of, all the sort of, like, cocky, smiley sort of stuff from Lalo. That's all without question phenomenal, because it's always, like, just top, top tier. It's the mechanics of the scene that don't work for me. Um... If Gus, if Gus had had his gun on him, which obviously he doesn't, and then you can kind of like kick light off and point the gun at the same area. I don't know. It's just yeah. I, I feel like I'm just like nitpicking with the scene, but maybe I I'm I'm fair to to do so. I mean, it's my opinion. You can have different one if you want, but um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it has a few mechanical issues, but not performance, not delivery, not story issues. That's uh, that's all. That's all great. Anyway, I'm going to move on from that. Uh, after Mike recovers Gus, he has... Uh, so meets back up with him. He has his men arrange Howard's death to look like a suicide and warns Jimmy and Kim to never speak of the events of that night. He gives like a long speech to uh, Jimmy and Kim about like, hey, make sure you do this and do that and da 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 all this kind of stuff, uh, which is pretty standard kind of thing that's uh, happening. Uh, so that will happens. Um, so that makes sense as to like, okay, um, Howard's car is getting driven out here. His body is going to be dumped in a different place. 
because uh, Mike mentions that they won't be able to find it, which of course they won't, because not even in the same place. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a good scene. Um, again, I think the acting here is great, delivery, story, all really really uh, excellent stuff. I don't have any problems with this uh, shorter scene. Mike as well. Um, it's the guy's uh, Jonathan Banks. That's it. Um, he's always really really good at like M- Mike is kind of the in these sort of scenes, kind of the one tone. This is what this is, and let's get it done. And in terms of like one tone, I don't mean that he's not a three-dimensional character because he is. He's got lots of layers to him and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of this, like, just getting on with the process, uh, Jonathan Banks is really, really good at doing that with uh, with Mike. And it's it's quite it's quite surprisingly interesting to watch, given how simple it kind of is. So that was really good as well. And then. Um, an end point in the episode Howard and Lalo get buried together kind of unlucky for Howard in the super lab so let's pause here for a minute the entire time in Breaking Bad obviously that's where we're following Walt and Jesse as opposed to like Jimmy and Kim Jimmy's in the show obviously but Kim isn't the entire, was that the third season, I think, the, the Super Lab season? The entire time all of that is happening, and they're doing all that cooking stuff in, in the uh, Super Lab and everything else, Howard and Lalo were buried underneath the whole time. <laughs> That's pretty wild. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Um, Yeah, that's... It's going to be really interesting when, because uh, me, me and David, it won't be happening this year, but when me and David go back to do our uh, Breaking Bad rewatch podcast, which we've done season one and two for, we will know that now, going back, of like, uh, obviously Jesse and the water themselves have got no relationship with Lalo and Howard, but Gus would know, Mike would know. Uh, Tyrus or whatever his name is will will, will know all of the all of those like Gus Gus's men Gus's characters and Gus's Gus himself will all know that Howard and Lalo are buried there together. Another comment I want to make about that, and Mike gives a little look as well, and I I thought for a second that he was going to move Howard's body. <sighs> Now, I, I don't feel sorry for Howard. I didn't feel sorry for him when he died. Um, it was a little bit of sort of like, uh, kind of sucks. But I wasn't like devastated or upset or anything. Or like, because I didn't like, I didn't have, I didn't care for Howard in the way that I do with, especially Kim more, and with Jimmy as well. Um, you, you you have a bit of a stronger like care for Kim because we don't know if she's going to uh, survive the series. And we know that Jimmy's going to. We don't know if Gene's going to, but we know that Jimmy will. Um, it, I I did kind of get of like like a bit of like, oh damn, you're you're gonna be buried forever next to the guy that killed you in a situation where you had no idea what was going on. You you were there for one thing, which was to confront Kim and Jimmy about what they'd done to you, 
right in terms of like the scams and all you know all the sort all, all of what was going on and this guy that you've never seen before turns up you have no idea who he is why he's there um howard probably thought it was part of the scams and all that sort of stuff and he shot him and now he's buried next to him for the rest of his life yeah it's that that's uh i mean they're not like they weren't their bodies weren't touching each other were they they weren't like buried on top of each other were they they were buried next to each other so i suppose there's dirt separating them at least uh they're, they're not buried together in a coffin that's in a box that's got nothing you know in between them there's there's dirt in between them but still you're still kind of right next to him um that that kind of sucks howard has doesn't know that but yeah that that was the one sort of like uh really um like you want to do that and then mike gives a little look of like damn what a way to go kind of look and for a split moment i thought are you gonna move howard's body and then he walked off and i was like oh no okay no you're not going to so yeah that's that's gotta suck that's gotta suck so uh but anyway this is this is the world of breaking bad better call soul sometimes not good things happen to uh had happened to people like Nacho and people like that. So there we go. <clears throat> Alright, uh that's it for the episode. Um thank you all very much for listening. If you want to write in with your thought thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, again I'll save them until David's back. That should be the third return episode, so it'll be eight, nine, that'll be episode t- he should be back for episode ten, I think. Um and then we'll see out the rest of the series together. And that type of stuff. Same thing for, for Westworld. So there's all that. Uh, but if you want to write in there. Let us know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, Twitter etalkuk. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. There's also an email box on the website version of the episode. And email name in your show notes as well. In the meantime you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look out for that as well. Uh, for all that stuff. If you want to support Entertainment Talk on the podcast. You can either listen to more episodes that we've got on the places I just mentioned. The website and the podcast platform. So search for our name on your favourite podcast platform. Uh, you can also tell other people. Simply by just telling other people. Uh, it's really quite as simple as that. Uh, so tell other people if you'd like to do so. Uh, about what we're doing and where they can find it. Or you can share the episodes around. Or just tell people on social media. Uh, whatever way you want to do that. On all those different platforms. Patreon $5, $10 level tier for the ad free podcast review options. Have a look at those details over on our Patreon page. Links in the show notes for that. Uh, as well um tv and your film news geek town radio is of course on hiatus at the moment but geek town itself is still getting posts put up david's still putting like news posts up and things like that so that's on geektown.co.uk of course geek town radio should be back at some point soon as well so look out for that as for tv and your film news renewals cancellations pickups air dates all that sort of stuff so look out for all of those things bex is still streaming very regularly over on twitch uh trista b-y-t-e-s retro games conversations chats um, fun things and uh, Tomb Raider as well she's currently doing so look out for those uh, you can find me streaming on Twitch as well at eTalk UK for my different game uh, FIFA career mode episodes or the general game streams if you miss those so either the streams FIFA career mode episodes or the game clips there's quite a few of those to look at as well those are all archived at the moment over on our YouTube channel Entertainment Talk Plays thanks for listening and I'll catch you for episode 9 next week goodbye Thanks for listening and goodbye.